you have a poverty consciousness mindset or an abundance mindset that's set to help you build your wealth. That's what we're going to talk about today. I love the title of today's episode because it comes from one of my clients. Shout out to you. You know exactly who you are. We were in a session and she said, I want to be holy shit rich. And I was like, that's a great title for an episode. And the reason is because that's the attitude that you need if you want to take your game to the next level. Right? So we're going to talk about things that block you, competing commitments, the beliefs that you have that might be keeping you stuck from manifesting the money you want in your life and your business. If it's your first time here, I'm Dr. Amanda Barrientes, the founder of NFA Coaching, the host of Max Potential Habits. This is your place to come each and every week for tips, tools, and inspirational interviews to help you optimize your habits so you can drive in life and business. And you all know that one of my absolute favorite things to talk about is money mindset because it's a habit. And you building your wealth over time is a habit. And I want to talk to you about the most common things that keep people stuck from getting to that place where they can build wealth, have meaning and purpose, and do what they love in their life and business, and not have money be a constant struggle. I've been getting interviewed on a lot of different podcasts lately about money because, as you all know, I went from food stamps to six figures fast. And what that took was me changing my poverty consciousness. I was completely stuck in poverty consciousness. So let's talk about what that is. What does it mean when you have poverty consciousness? I think of this as scarcity thinking, as fear-based thinking around money. You're not in flow. You're constantly hyper-focused on the lack of money. And you are in a place where you have a victim mentality thinking that you're forever going to be stuck and never get where you want to go in most, this could be in any area, but really in the realm of money is what we're talking about today. So if you have poverty consciousness, it's you saying things like, I can't afford that. There's never enough money. I've got to work really hard to make my money and I don't know if I want to do that. There's no way that I'll get paid to do what I love. Uh, why would people pay me what I'm worth? It's you undercharging. It's you not seeing your value in the world and having those competing commitments. So I'll review because I know some of you might, this might be your first time here. I talk about my term competing commitments a lot, which has to do with unconscious blocks getting you, preventing you from getting where you want to go. So you say one thing, but you do another. And that means you have some sort of competing commitment going on in your system with your conscious and unconscious beliefs. So if you have the belief, this would be a poverty consciousness belief. If you have a belief that wealthy people are bad or that it's bad for you to be wealthy because it's not spiritual, you're going to block yourself from growing your wealth. So you might say, I really want to grow a business that I love and I want to have it replace my income so I can leave my nine to five. But you have this belief system that if you get too rich, you might be a jerk or people might not like you, or people will judge you for taking the leap to build your own business, or that money is the root of all evil. Those types of belief systems come from a place of poverty because you're thinking there's not enough to go around. You're thinking that it's an either or, like either I have money and they don't, which isn't true. You're thinking that other people's belief systems are more important than your own, so then you're not willing to take the leap and step into your full expression of yourself and do exactly what you wanna do in life. 
you're thinking that what you want to bring to the table isn't worthy and valuable and that you'll never get paid enough to do it. Those are all poverty consciousness thoughts. And I know this well because I was so stuck there. I mean, I really used to think about money hundreds of, I, when I say hundreds, I really don't think that's an exaggeration. It was like constantly my whole lens of the world was through poverty consciousness. It was like seeing other people who were wealthy, being jealous of them, but simultaneously judging them and being resentful. And then, you know, they'd say they were going on a trip and I'd be really jealous, but I'd be like minimizing and saying I didn't really want to go on a trip when really I totally wanted to travel, of course. And it would be, you know, me, <laughs> you know, when you're poor and you're eating a lot of beans and rice, you want to make it rom as romantic as you can, especially for your kids. And so, you know, you talk it up like, oh, you know, we love to be frugal. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, this is the way we're choosing to do it, which actually saying you're choosing to do it is a wealth mentality and an abundance mentality. But I secretly would go to bed and cry almost every night and just feel really scared and sad and freaked out and and in survival mode. You know, I thought like, what am I gonna do if something happens to one of my kids? We were on Medicaid, right? Like, thank God, because I don't know what we would have done otherwise. You know, if something happened, I, I was scared. And then there were times where I went on, I had to go on food stamps just to make sure I had enough flow of money to feed my kids. So there's, you know, when you're in that space, there's a lot of poverty consciousness going on. And for me, the biggest drivers of those belief systems had to do with uh, some religious belief systems around money being the root of all evil, which there's a lot of misinterpretations of religious texts about money. And then there's, you know, another layer of that when I got into sociology, my PhD is in sociology, and there was this conversation around kind of the elite power macro system being the root of all evil. They, they didn't use those terms, but it's like, that's where all the badness comes from is capitalism and the rich people, they're bad, they're wrong. And it, that got really demonized, added another layer of my belief system that thought like, money's bad, I don't, I shouldn't be rich. And, but it kept me nonstop thinking about money and scared. And so it's interesting when you shift to an abundance mindset, which it looks like you going, there's plenty of money to go around. I can make money doing what I love. I saying I want to be holy shit rich is an abundance mindset because someone who is afraid of money or thinks that they'll be judged by the amount of money they have would not say that right? They wouldn't, they would be embarrassed to say that. Like if you can say, I love money and money loves me and feel it in your soul, you've got an abundance mindset. If that causes you to wiggle a little and squirm and be like, Ooh, I don't want to say that out loud. That's kind of jerk. I'm a, I'm a greedy jerk. If I say that, or people will think that I, all I care about is money or I'm materialistic. You can see the differences between abundance and scarcity mindset, right? Or poverty consciousness and abundance wealth building mindset. Wealth building mindset goes, I am resourceful, the universe is abundant, the more money I have, the more of a, in, an impact and influence I can make. When you're in a place of not having money, you can't help anyone else because you're focused on your survival. When you have extra money and an abundant flow of money and you have faith that it's always gonna flow your way and that you're resourceful and you can come up with a million ways to make a million dollars, then you don't worry about where it's gonna come from and then you can actually be generous and you give and you share and you want to support causes and you wanna help people and that's a wealth building mindset, right? That's where we wanna be. We wanna be in this place where we're thinking, okay, what, what is money? Money is a neutral force 
and it's an amplifier of people's personalities and traits. So if you're a greedy jerk already and you're listening to this and you make a billion dollars, you're probably gonna become more of a greedy jerk. That's just kind of the way it goes. <laughs> you can change, of course. But if you're a person who goes, I wanna change the world, I have a heartfelt mission, I'm a heart-centered entrepreneur, I want my career path to make a difference in the world, I wanna share my wealth with people around me, I wanna create a legacy and build a cause, that's what's gonna happen when you have more money. That's, it's just an amplifier. And it gives you tools and leverage. And you know, it's like money gives people power and that power gets amplified by who you are already. So don't think that when you get wealthy, all of a sudden you're gonna turn into a jerk. It doesn't have to be that way, right? Um, so the, those are some money beliefs that, that are really common. I think the ones that I run into the most commonly there, you know, there's wealth shame and there's survival fears, there's poverty consciousness and shame and guilt are a huge part of building wealth. If you're in a space of shame and guilt around money, I always say that the two conversations that people don't want to have at the dinner table is about sex and money. <laughs> And there are two that I love to have at the dinner table because I'm really into reducing shame and guilt around these topics where are, that are human needs and drives, right? Like abundance is a human right. And you know, we don't need to go into the sex talk, but being able to talk about sex diffuses things that cause challenging bad things to happen around sex. If we were more able to talk about these things that we think are shameful and wrong, then we're able to actually bring up the shadow side, uh, create non-competing commitments so that we have alignment, which is what I talk about all the time too, right? We have freedom when we're aligned in our thoughts and our belief systems. If we have shame somewhere or resentment or jealousy or guilt around money, we're not gonna be able to build our wealth. So back to some of the most common beliefs, money's the root of all evil. If I make a lot of money, I'm not gonna be spiritual anymore or it's not spiritual to make money. Um, I'm not enough. I don't deserve to be rich. Um, if I'm rich, other people have to suffer. Um, if I make too much money, then the people in my social circle won't like me anymore. So we have that fear of abandonment and rejection. Uh, if I become wealthy, or I can't become wealthy doing what I love. I've got to sacrifice a lot to get wealthy. I mean, I'm sure these are resonating for some of you. I could keep going, but those are some of the big ones. Then if you are wealthy, let's say that you earned your money through uh, an inheritance. People will often self-sabotage because they have wealth shame and they think I don't deserve this. So then they blow all the money and self-sabotage instead of putting it into something that could have a meaningful life path for them. It doesn't happen to everyone, but this is something that if you have guilt and shame around money, no matter what amount you're bringing in, you're gonna cause self-sabotage because you have competing commitments. So we wanna get you into a place where you're in the mindset of, I wanna be holy shit rich because I wanna make a huge difference in the world. I wanna be holy shit rich because I want to leave a legacy for my children and teach them how to build wealth. I wanna be holy shit rich because I, it feels good to be abundant and to know that there's a flow and to know that I can do what I love and make money doing it. I wanna be holy shit rich because I wanna make a huge impact in the world and spread my meaning and purpose to raise the consciousness of humanity. You know, for me, you all know I wanna impact a minimum of five million people through my business. That takes money. I, I dump a ton of money, invest, a dump, uh, dumps to me, I love it. 
I invest and I dump money into what I love and I value, which is building my business and getting the word out there. So, you know, I do a ton of marketing. This podcast is a free resource for you. It's free content in the world for you. I pay for this, right? I pay people to mark. I have my team member who's awesome. Now I've brought in another person who is helping expand the reach. I pay for all of those things and I need money to do that. To expand my reach, that's what we need. So if you're in a stuck place where you think it's not great to be wealthy, let that go. I'm going to give you some action steps to help you shift your consciousness from poverty to wealth building and abundance. So first, get conscious of your competing commitments. Here's why. These are habitual path of least resistance thoughts that you keep having over and over, which become your beliefs. So our mind and our our, our, our habitual thoughts or a habit, that's redundant. (laughs) Our thoughts that are habitual create our reality because habits create our reality because it's thoughts we keep having over and over again. It turns into our belief system, which is then what we're tracking our environment for. So if we believe wealthy people are bad, we're gonna see that in our environment. You know, you're gonna have like a a Mercedes drive by you on the highway and cut you off. You'd be like, rich people are such jerks. If you hear yourself saying things like this, That's you having a poverty consciousness mindset. Because I promise you, at some point in your life, whatever car you drive, you've cut someone off on accident before. Or you were in a hurry, you didn't notice, yada, yada, yada. But but you're tracking for wealthy people are jerks, so you find it because of self-select bias, right? So, and and your RAS, your reticular activating system is trained to look for that because that's what you're telling it to look for. If instead you start to shift your beliefs in a different direction, you find other things. You start looking for counter evidence. So if you notice that you have competing commitments and the way you'll know that is if you say you wanna be wealthy and you're not getting where you wanna go, you have competing commitments. So you wanna start to get conscious of your beliefs around money. Start looking back at your childhood and thinking, you know, what was I told about money? What did I see about money? What did I get told in the movies about money? And go there first and just start dissecting it. Not to beat yourself up, not to beat your family up, just to notice and get conscious so that then you have the power to shift, right? You know, my favorite quote is, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will run your life and you will call it fate. This is Carl Jung and it's brilliant because it's true. (laughs) And this is all what competing commitments is based on, right? Until you make those things conscious, they're gonna run your life and you're gonna think that that's the way it should be. But that is not how it has to be. But it's your job to get clear on what your competing beliefs are and the competing commitments that are preventing you from getting where you wanna go. So you're gonna start looking for counter evidence. So in this getting conscious part, look for counter evidence. Look for wealthy people who are doing awesome things in the world. Look for wealthy people who are making a difference, leaving a legacy, um, have incredible families, have thriving lives. I mean, the evidence is there, I promise you. So you've gotta start training your brain to look for it so that you can shift that belief that wealthy people are bad. That's just one example. Next, I want you to learn everything you can about wealth building. For me, when I started building my wealth, the reason I started and to it, things started to work is because I had someone say to me, well, where's wealth building in your value system? And I was like, oh, it's nowhere on my list. And I realized I had never read one book about wealth building or money. I was scared of it. I didn't think it was something I knew how to do. I didn't know how to do it. And I didn't realize it was a skill that you can learn. So no matter where you are, if you are, you could be someone who's making a million dollars a year, but you're living paycheck to paycheck, or maybe you've got a lot of debt 
and uncertainty and fear around money, then you still need to learn how to have a masterful mindset because just because you have a lot of money coming your way doesn't mean you know how to feel good about it. And that's a wealth building mindset. That's to me, when you're in NFA alignment, you're going like, yes, I feel good about the money I have bringing in. I love money. I want to be holy shit rich. And you feel good about that. You don't feel like, oh, I'm a jerk for saying that, right? So that's where we want you to get and learn everything you can. Read every book you can. If you read 10 books on how to build your wealth, I promise you your life will change. I mean, you got to take action on it too, which we'll talk about, but start learning what you can. There's always something to learn about wealth building mindset and about new strategies to bring in passive streams of income, multiple streams of income. There's like so many fun ways. One of my favorite mantras, it used to be a, a, there's a million ways to make a million dollars. Now I'm like, ooh, there's a billion ways to make a billion dollars. Like, and there are like so many ways when you start letting your brain go in that direction. And when you're not blocked thinking it would be bad to have money, then you can open up that solution orientation in your brain that goes, how many ways could I make a million dollars? Let's go there. Let's play. Let's have fun. Let's, this is, can be an exciting thing, not something where you feel bad and guilty and wrong, something where you go, heck yeah, let's see how much money I can make and transform the world and raise the frequency of love in the world through my money. Awesome. Nothing wrong with that. That would be absolutely incredible. That's an abundance mindset. Okay, next, I want you to start daydreaming and visualizing you being abundant, you having flow, you having wealth in your life, you feeling good, you living in the house you want, you wearing the clothes you want, you being able to provide for your children the way you want if you have them, you being a provider in your family, you, you know, on and on and on. I want you to start daydreaming. And our brain can only really handle about a 10% stretch point. So I have my clients stretch by about 10% and I have them go, you know, if you're, if you're right now in a place where maybe you're on an un unemployment even, because you know, that's happened for a lot of people during COVID, you're not gonna go from like, I'm on an employment to all of a sudden daydreaming, like I'm gonna be a multi-mega millionaire because your brain just kind of goes, you're full of shit. <laughs> and it doesn't mean it's not possible for you. It just means it's not where you're at yet. So you wanna start shifting by about 10 degrees. So if you're, let's say you're unemployed and you want to start shifting that, you wanna start thinking like, okay, what's the 10% stretch point? Like, okay, like what would happen if I started to look for jobs that I really liked and felt good in? You know, maybe this was a break for you from a job that you don't really like and you actually get to start looking for things that are more aligned. That's a wealth building mindset, right? That's a wealth abundance mentality because you might be faced with an opportunity of something that got cut off for you that you maybe didn't want to have cut off, but now it's giving you insight and perspective into what you really want to be doing with your life. That's abundance. That's the universe helping you out. And that's you looking for what's next that's more aligned for you. Because when you're in alignment, you're more magnetic to money. You're more magnetic to opportunities. You're more magnetic to abundance. So start daydreaming and visualizing like how you're gonna feel when things are taken care of, when you're flowing every day, when you enjoy what you're doing. I want you to, I love it. affirmations and mantras. You've got to believe in them. You don't absolutely have to believe in them. You can start training your brain and then you can say it enough times that you start to believe it. It's easiest to start with affirmations and mantras that are ones you believe in. So for example, I used to, I love this one. It's my all-time favorite. I say, ah, when I get money, I go, I'm a money magnet. Everything I touch turns to gold. Well, when I was very first starting these practices, 
I was on food stamps and I wasn't having a ton of money come my way, but like, let's say someone took me out to dinner or let's say someone bought me a cup of coffee. I'd be like, I'm a money magnet. Everything I touch turns to gold. It's like, oh, that relationship is gold because they value me enough to buy me a cup of coffee. Or I'd get like a $20 check in the mail randomly from something and I would go, yeah, I'm a money magnet. Everything I touch turns to gold. You know, now it's bigger paydays for me. And you know, it's like I get a $10,000 client. I'm like, yeah, I'm a money magnet. Everything I touch turns to gold. When my clients have success, I do this money dance and I say, this mantra because that is me raising my energy and frequency around money and building the belief in my brain that I'm a money magnet and everything I touch turns to gold. But I started small. So start small. Don't start, you know, if you, mantras and affirmations are interesting because a lot of people go, well, they don't work if you don't believe them. And I go, well, true. And you're also still training your brain in the direction that you want to go because most of our talk to ourselves is negative mantras. And I don't know what an opposite word of affirmation would be. It's like just negative inner critic self-talk. So it's you starting to train your brain in a new direction, which is powerful. And even if you don't believe it yet, helps when you have the belief and you imagine those things as if they're already true. But if that's too much of a stretch with you, just start small, start practicing. Um, and of course, take NFA action, take NFA action, take NFA action. So take no fucking around action. Take neuro freedom aligned action, which means that you're eliminating, eliminating your competing commitments. So if you're not in action, then it's because you don't have a belief around what you're actually saying you want to be in action for, competing commitment. You might be procrastinating, hesitating, uh, it could be fear, could be lack of a plan. You know, there's all these reasons why we don't take action, but money loves action. Money loves momentum. Money loves, the universe loves it when you show it the direction that you want to go and then it supports you along the way. You take one step and the path appears, right? And that's you taking action in the direction of your dreams and then the universe goes like, oh cool, I see what you want now and then I'll bring you opportunities. But if you're just sitting there doing nothing, it, it's supporting you sitting there doing nothing. So I hope these were awesome and helpful. I want to let you all know ways to work with me. I've had, it was funny recently, I had someone say like, oh, I didn't know there were all these options to work with you. I know I say these things a lot here, but this is me having an abundance mindset. I trust that if you're listening to this and you wanna work with me, you'll come my way. I don't sell, I share and I care. And I care about you and I've completely overhauled my mindset and my life looks completely different than it did three years ago. So I want that for you too. And there's a lot of cool ways to work with me. Obviously free here podcast. Keep listening every week. I also have uh, videos on IGTV and YouTube. I do a quote of the week that if you haven't heard that, people are loving it. I post on Instagram and LinkedIn six times a week. Find me there at NFA coaching is my handle. Um, paid ways to work with me. Mindset Church, I want all of you there. I can't, I'm just like super looking forward to having that be huge and the community that we get to build. So Mindset Church, go to nfamindsetchurch.com. You'll learn all about it. You can try it for free, totally free to try the first week and see if it's your jam. If it's not, opt out. It'll take you less than two minutes to opt out and you get to try it for free. So there's literally no risk to you. And it's awesome. We do money manifestation tips, community. You know, as we grow, I want to have accountability partners. We're going to do all kinds of cool stuff. It's also a way to meet other entrepreneurs, have that connection. And who knows, you know, who you're going to meet there that you'll be able to get some, some connections where you can refer people to each other as a referral network, like really cool stuff. I'm really excited about that. 
Um, I'm also adding a 90 minute laser focused session to my repertoire where you can work with me for 90 minutes. If you just have something you're like, I really got to work through this one thing, we'll do a 90 minute laser focused session. That's only $497. We're going to hyper focus exactly on what you want to focus on for those 90 minutes. I also have Inner Boss Bootcamp, which you've heard a lot about regarding today. There's a whole module on money manifestation and how to set manifestation-based goals, shift your money story, shift your money beliefs. It's awesome. Uh, innerbossbootcamp.com. 30-day money-back guarantee there, so no risk to you. And then one-on-one -on -one coaching. There's always links here for you to schedule a consult with me and we can talk about one-on-one -on -one coaching. I have a 12-week program, but I also sometimes tailor based on your needs. So I've got a lot of options to work with me and I want you to work with me because I love you. <laughs> I know people get stuck. We're all humans. And we uh, coaching has been fundamentally altering of my life. I wouldn't be a coach if I hadn't gotten coaching. So I know it works. I know you know it works. I wanted you to know about all those offers. And last, if you haven't left a review yet, please, please do. It really helps me reach more people. We had a day last week of 600 downloads in one day, which was our highest so far. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, all of my loyal listeners. I wanted to give a shout out to Jesse Hild, who says... I love Amanda's powerful and real take on life, love, and business. I am deeply inspired every time I tune into this podcast. She gravitates soulful people who are doing the work and crushing life to this platform. And I'm a better human each time I listen. <sighs> that just makes me cry tears of gratitude and be so thankful for you. This is why I do what I do. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And for all of you listening, it takes less than five minutes to leave a review. There's a link in the show notes that tells you exactly how to do it. Gives you all the details. It's super easy and it helps us so much reach more people, grow our NFA community. I want you in my fold because through the law of attraction, you're listening to me for some reason. And I might only be like a couple steps ahead of you. I'm not like this mentor that's like got it all figured out, but I'll be real. I'll be honest with you. I'll use every tool in my toolkit to help you get where you want to go. That is my joy and my bliss in life. So that's all I've got for you this week. And I hope that you enter into today with an abundance mindset so you can max your potential and thrive and feel alive in every area of your life and business. I'll see you next week.